0: Welcome, everyone, to the Florida vs. LSU preview show with your boy, David Soderquist, the lead man in charge from Chomp Talk, Brian Fox Jr., and the man grading the Gators for you every single week, Jake Hitton. as We preview the matchup between the Florida Gators and the LSU Tigers, and if the game wasn't interesting enough from last year with fans doing the Gator Chomp walking away from Tiger Stadium, we have a team in LSU right now who's depleted and losing more and more teammates as the weeks go by. And a Florida offensive attack that can really take advantage and exploit the attrition of facing this LSU Tigers team this year. And tight end Eric Gilbert announced this week he'd be opting out the rest of the season, leaving LSU with questions also at tight end. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing going on there for LSU. And Florida will be honoring 27 total seniors Saturday night on senior night. So, yeah, some notable names there uh, on that list. If you want to go get this list from Zach Goodall, the list is going around. Everywhere there on Twitter, but I got my list from Zach Goodall. There's a list of 27 seniors being honored. And among those is the man Kyle Trash, Heisman winner, hopefully here after they play the Alabama Crimson Tide. But let's not jump too far ahead. Florida still has LSU on their slate. And right now, Florida has an 85.9% chance to win this game per ESPN's Football Power Index with LSU with a 14.1%. LSU right now is averaging 28.8 points per game, while Florida is averaging 42. So yeah, uh, LSU's got a lot of work ahead of them in this game if they're going to come out of Gainesville a winner, but uh, I just don't see it, man. I don't know about you, Brian, or uh, Jake here, but uh, Florida has a pretty... A uh, pretty good chance to take the top off on this game. Uh, you know, I know the fans weren't too excited for the past two or three weeks with Florida's offense, and the team has a total. I mean, they expected these big 50, 60-point wins over these teams. They should have 50 and 60-point wins over, but hasn't been like that. And uh, Last week, you know, you took the top off Tennessee pretty well as well, but then you kind of sputtered there towards the end again, and you gave up a couple of garbage-time touchdowns there, and fans weren't too pleased about it.
1: Yeah, this is an LSU team that even coming into the year, everybody knew it was going to take a significant step back. They had lost so many players to the draft, especially on the offensive side of the ball, but to see them struggle the way that they have, I don't think anybody quite predicted that um, the drop off in talent has been so significant, even at that quarterback position where they thought miles Brennan was going to be the guy. And now it's looking like it might be TJ Finley. Um, I know Jake wants to talk about that in a little bit, but um, it's it's kind of, uh, it's almost scary that, you know, there's a lot of talk that um, Ed Orgeron might lose his job at some point this offseason. And with all the scandal and everything else that's going on, who knows what's going to happen there. But, yeah, this is not a good LSU team. It's uh, Florida's fourth or fifth straight game against a much inferior opponent. And uh, I expect the, the product on the field to start to look, the product on the field for Florida to start to look much more finely tuned. Um, And we'll, we'll have to see from there, but Jake, what are, what are some of your thoughts there? Yeah.
2: I think I, I, everybody probably has the same thing to say about it. This is just another really bad team. Florida has to play. Um, LSU is by far the, like the worst defending national champion I've ever seen. Like as in like one year removed, I don't know if that's going to get Edo fired um, after just one year bad, but really knows what's going on but with like yeah I think this is a team Florida once again should expect to beat and I think they're motivated to be because they lost to them last year uh, and like you said Brian they had a ton of guys go they had one two three four five first rounders off that team go
0: yeah that's crazy man and and especially with all the opt-outs they had this year I, I've had just the hardest time keeping up with who has opted out with LSU and who hasn't this year because there's been so many. Um, yeah, you, know, you talk about that injury to Miles Brennan, uh, that hip injury that kept him out the whole year. And TJ, you know, TJ Fiddley has uh, he's really stepped up in those shoes, and uh, he hasn't done too bad this year. I mean, he he's one of those to me one of those up and down quarterbacks. He's, he has a good first quarter, a good second quarter, a few good quarters, and then all of a sudden, kind of just the gas just. Comes out of the tank and it uh, doesn't look like TJ Finley can really do much. Now, they do have a good running back there in John Emery Jr., who's been uh, showing out a little bit. Uh, he's been, uh, his stats for the year, he's averaging 8.4 yards per rush uh, versus AP top 10, uh, top 25 teams. And uh, he, you know, in the conference right now, he's only rushed for 371 yards total. But against AP top 25 teams, he's been pretty lights out so John Emery Jr. is somebody that we do have to watch out for in this offense I expect LSU to try to run the ball and kind of mix it up with T.J. Finley there's him being kind of a dual threat quarterback there but uh you know Florida doesn't have the easier task that they did last week against Tennessee starting a uh, a freshman quarterback out there with no experience so I, I look to see that Florida Florida you know needs to st- Put their foot on the gas in this game and and t- get a win, get a good convincing win, especially after, you know, the, the, what LSU did last year. A lot of players on Twitter talking, uh, smacked each other there. And we do have some uh, really highly ranked recruits in Xavier. Sori, Tamicia Delia, and Terry Arnold, and a few other ones that are already committed to the University of Florida. So if I'm Dan Mullen right now, I'm wanting to put on a show at least for the fans for senior night and then for the recruits And then for, hey, you know, the last regular game of the season. I don't know about you, Brian. I don't know about you either, Jake. But uh, I I think that Dan Mullen might try to take the top off on this one.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think Dan is probably going to want to make it just, like you said, end it with a splash, the home schedule. Um, if they could put up sixty, try to put up sixty, but I wouldn't expect them. Also, to just start some untimely clock management for no reason. No reason. Uh, another guy you got to watch out for, though, on LSU on offense. Two guys actually. One is Tyrion Davis Prince, who is their actually lead running back in terms of attempts. He's got twenty more attempts than John Emory Jr. And then Terrace Marshall. I mean, is still uh, a great receiver. He's got ten touchdowns this year. So they definitely have some guys who can make plays on the offensive side of the ball. And, but I couldn't see a team collectively doing well against Florida. In the final home game, you to have a lot of guys who are going to be juiced to make sure that they go out on a good note.
1: Yeah, and guys, let's not forget, this is a rivalry game, and, and LSU at every chance has done everything they can to shove this in our faces. Uh, Even when this game was postponed earlier this year, they were saying, oh, yeah, you guys are ducking us again. All right, Dan, let's go out and show them we aren't ducking them. Let's put up 60 points. And you know Dan likes to do stuff like that in rivalry games. I think it could be a fun first half, and then the second half I think you'll start to see it settle down a little bit. But it should be exciting. The juice should be flowing, uh, especially for those 27 players that are being honored before the game.
0: Yeah, it should, be, it should be exciting here because uh, LSU ranks 115th in total defense. They're giving up 469.1 yards per game. That is a lot of points to be giving up, or a lot of yards. And uh, speaking of points, they're giving up 33.4 points per game, which is very terribly bad. And uh, yeah, I think Florida can take advantage of it. I think this is the game that you know you got your seniors you're honoring them in in the senior game here for the last game of the season and uh you got you got you would have a packed crowd if there there was allowed the attendance there and everything given that nature but a lot of fans going to be watching at home wanting to uh wanting Dan Mullen to do something good for these seniors and i think especially with Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask out there uh being their upperclassmen as they are and both of them probably going to the NFL this year and not coming back next year you want to do something good for them in their last home game in in, in Gainesville, and uh, I think this is the game that you do it.
1: Yeah, every one of the kids that steps on the field on Saturday is going to be looking to make a lasting impression on that football field. Uh, it's going to be important to a lot of them, and it's going to be important to these LSU players to try to knock Florida off of its perch right here. Um, like I said, it, I don't think it's going to be much of a game. The stats show just how – how different these two teams are. Um, But it'll be nice for Florida to kind of go out, wrap this season up, get this game, uh, this home win under the lights and uh, just kind of go from there into the SEC championship game.
2: Yeah. You just got to hope, you know, this is probably the fourth straight week. uh, We've said Florida's playing uh, an inferior opponent. And I feel like this one's worst out of all of them, which is funny for me to say that when they played Vanderbilt. Um, But you know, that's the only fear is a letdown again, pretty much, because nothing on paper shows that you this team can beat you.
1: Yeah, and funny enough, the one team that LSU has kind of showed up for in this entire stretch of, of really bad football was Texas A&M, the team that's A, ranked ahead of Florida, and B, beat Florida. They only lost 20-7. to 7. It was actually a really good showing by their defense. Uh, say what you will about Kellen Mond at quarterback for Texas A&M, but, uh, you know, LSU has playmakers, and, and if they can get it to them, who knows what could happen. It's up to Florida and defense, Florida's defense to make those stops.
0: Yeah, which still shocks me about how Florida lost to AM, especially if it was earlier in the year, and I understand that. But mm-hmm. man, uh LSU really they really took it to the Texas AM. Uh, and uh, you know, they, they they earned that game a little bit, even though that they lost, they earned that game as far as everything that you've lost, all the freshmen that are playing. I think last week they were playing eight freshman out there eight or nine freshmen uh, against Alabama and which which isn't fair against a team like Alabama which still shouldn't be fair against a team like Florida as well but you got to think man it, you you sat there you you held Texas A&M to 20 points now on the flip side of that I just watched the game against Texas A&M and Auburn and Auburn should have won that game last week <laughs> and Auburn really, really took it to LSU, beat them forty-eight to eleven, and then you, you start thinking, well, was this a bad game for a and You start getting all those thoughts in your head, but you know, Florida has really a really good chance of, of taking it to LSU uh, right now. LSU is averaging five point three yards per play, while Florida is averaging seven point two. So that's a big difference. That's a big. That's about a two-yard difference there, just in yards per play. Red zone scoring. LSU is 78.2% in the red zone, while Florida is 9545 in the red zone. So just about every time Florida is in the red zone, they're putting points up, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. And uh, scoring offense rank, LSU is 57th in the nation at 28.8 points per game, while Florida is 10th at 42 point, points per game, as I said earlier. In the podcast, it's scoring defense rank is where Florida can really eat up LSU. Like I said, 94th in the nation. They're giving up 33.4 points per game, while Florida is giving up 25.1, which is good for 45th in the nation, which isn't too bad. So just running down some of these stats here in this game, uh, Florida, uh, obviously I do. nobody on the face of this planet thinks Florida is going to lose this game, and they shouldn't. And uh, – as these past three games have have went by, we've seen Florida kind of take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. Uh, you know, it play play a little bit lackluster defense there at the beginning, uh, especially last week against Tennessee, giving up a good bit of rushing yards uh, there in the in the second drive there. But uh, I think everybody that watches this game wants to see Florida start out hot, start out heavy. Get up thirty, about 30, 40 points, and then just, hey, you know what? I, I want to see some backups, man. I, I really want to see what Emory Jones can do. I want to see Anthony Richardson. I've been wanting to see that, that past three games. And I think this game, if you just everything that's adding up, the the seniors, the you know, the honoring of everything, and just you have to do it this game. You just have to do it this game, especially with you know how LSU has played and how much attrition that they have and you know, uh, LSU imposed their bowl ban, man. So you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta go ahead and take advantage of that, man. So now they can't compete in the bowl game in their, you know, three games they've won this whole year.
1: Yeah, oh. what a, what a joke of a sanction there, huh? <laughs> uh, hey, you guys weren't going to make it to a bowl game anyway, so yeah, that's all right, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, that that's very, that's some very big shoes to fill over there for Ed Ogeron. He really stepped up to the plate. You know, uh, I, I don't know what your thoughts are about that, Jake, but I think, uh, you know, hey, Ed Ozeron needs another year, man. I think that he's made up for what's happened in that LSU program, and I think maybe he, you know, maybe they need to give him another year for that.
2: I, yeah, I think, I mean, anytime you win a national title, you shouldn't probably be fired the following year. But, um, you know, them saying, oh, we're just not going to play a bowl game this year, it's like saying, no, nah, I'm, I'm just not going to come to your party. It's like, we didn't invite you. <laughs> Nobody cared if you weren't going to come, so it it doesn't make any sense. And I know like every team technically is like bowl eligible this year, but I don't think we all expected LSU to play a bowl game, even if they didn't ban themselves.
0: Maybe they'll be like Florida State and cancel like two hours before the game. Maybe that way they won't have to play it.
2: Hmm. I mean, that's I don't know. That's what people think Michigan's doing. They're just done, but I doubt that.
0: Oh man, okay. Going down the list here of LSU's opponents, man, and uh when when this is when Miles Brennan was playing until he was actually injured here, uh they have losses to Mississippi State, Missouri, Auburn, Texas A&M, Alabama. And these are pretty convincing losses besides the Texas A and M twenty to seven game and the Mississippi State first game of the year, forty four to thirty four. When we thought Mississippi State would be an offensive juggernaut turns out nah LSU just is a good bad. it's just very bad and this was before all the other opt-outs uh, of the season Mississippi State was able to put up 44 points so I don't expect Florida to struggle this game I, I from a recruiting aspect I would think this would be the tougher game than Tennessee but right now uh, a lot of a lot of that Tennessee game was putting a Freshman quarterback out there, you know Garantano hasn't proved that he's been a great quarterback though either. But I think he's a little bit better than those freshmen that they rolled out there. But yeah, as as far as as far as going down the list here, uh, T.J. Finley has not had a over three hundred yard passing game. Uh, his highest game was against Arkansas for two seventy one, and a win that was only a three point win there, twenty seven to four. He also had 265 yards passing in a win over South Carolina, 52 to 24, pretty impressive win there over South Carolina. In the Vanderbilt game, he had 300, or actually, Miles Brennan had 337 yards passing, and it wasn't TJ Finley. So Miles Brennan probably proving to be the better quarterback of all three of those. Obviously, he started; he is injured now, but uh, TJ Finley's shown flashes, and he's a dual threat quarterback. So Florida's going to have to kind of watch out for that with that with that running game.
1: Yeah. LSU. still has playmakers and talent on the offensive side of the ball. They just haven't been able to get it to their playmakers very often. And it doesn't help that much like Florida's defense, they haven't been able to get their offense on the field as much as they would like to. Um, and that's why you see disparities in the scores or something like 48 to 11 against Auburn, Auburn of all teams, Bo Nix, none of us think is a really good quarterback and yet (laughs) they made him look like the Heisman winner right there. Uh, you've almost got to be watering at the mouth just thinking about what Kyle Trask might be able to do against that defense. Uh, But like I said, they've got playmakers. If if you can't stop their players and there's a couple guys on that defense that, you know, they've got to kind of worry. Can they get them off the field um, and give Kyle Trask the maximum opportunity? Uh, But yeah, otherwise, I mean, we've, we've been talking about this all year long. It's going to be up to the defense. They're going to set the tone for the offense and we're going to have to go from there.
2: Yeah, I mean, go I think I think I've said it before. We all, this team goes as far as the defense allows, basically, because of how much we how good we know the offense is, and how much of a liability the defense can be. So if the defense can step up and you know play like it's supposed to against a team that's not good. I mean, there's no there's no shortage
0: of points to be scored. And how many weeks in a row have we said that? <laughs> about, well, I think this is going on four, like I said. <laughs> four weeks in a row, man. Four weeks in a row where, uh, man, the, 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 this team really needs to take advantage of. And, and thus far, actually, Florida has. Uh, you've seen it. it, it, it Yeah, we haven't put up 40, 50, or 60 points, but when did Florida, when were you ever convinced Florida was going to lose any of those games uh, the last three, four weeks? Not me. I I never thought for a second Florida would be in jeopardy of losing any of those games, but um, (laughs) yeah. No,
2: people were just in full-on panic mode thinking it could happen.
1: (laughs) Right, well, I think one thing we want to see, and what I think you have to see as you get ready for that sec title game you have to see a faster start from this team both offensively and defensively the last few weeks the florida offense has kind of sputtered in the first half um at least until the last possession of the first half um and that's something that's got to get corrected you cannot start out slow against alabama and think you're going to come back and win that game it might work against vanderbilt it might work against tennessee it's not going to work against vanderbilt Oh, excuse me against alabama
0: Almost didn't work against Vanderbilt there early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying, man. And, uh, th- this is your last chance to have any kind of errors on offense, on defense, because you're going to be stepping into an SEC championship game in Atlanta with with an Alabama team that's averaging number one in total offense, and Florida's number two, but that that – that offense right there, I know there's, there's some flaws in that defense for Alabama, and we'll get into that next week in our preview show, but yeah, th- this is your last game. This is your last game to, to get the finishing touches on anything you need to get the finishing touches on, and uh, hey, even if you want to get the rush game going, right now, LSU's giving up 156 yards average rushing, so, uh, you know... I, I I would expect them to try to maybe establish a run, but I'm don't, I am don't expect it early. I think Dan Mullen's going to come out there firing on all cylinders. He's going to pass the ball down their throats. Uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot just, just in this game. But, you know, I, I said that two, three weeks ago. But this game, especially here on their senior night there, and, uh, you know, uh, I went down, especially T.J. TJ Finley's uh, hasn't had a 300-yard game. And now I'm going to go into – why Florida's going to win this game because Kyle Trask has seven over 300 yard passing games and two of those games where he didn't have 300 yards passing he had either 250 plus or up and uh, Florida was either running the ball really well it, or Florida just didn't have a decent game I I don't think they had a decent game against Kentucky but Kentucky's defense going into that game in the SEC was ranked pretty high they were I think they had the number two our number three defense in the SEC, so I expect to see Florida to try to maybe get the running game going, but I don't expect it really, really early. I expect Florida to come firing out on all cylinders. I expect a heavy dose of Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, a heavy dose of Kyle Trask and Kadarius Tony, and I think that Florida goes up big, goes up early, and then kind of tries to work on what they want to work on in the offense before they play Alabama. Yeah, I think
2: we're going to get a a ton of the run game, but like you said, David, only after a few possessions. I think if Florida finds itself up quick, like by a lot, I think you see a steady diet of run because Dan Mullen wants to run the football. He made a point about it in his availability earlier this week, and he even joked about coming out in the the wishbone to run the ball. So I think he wants to have the run game established and you know, get his offensive line, a ton of reps, run blocking, because it's a different animal come the 19th.
1: So I'm taking it. We all assume that if Florida runs a minimum of 60 plays or so, or so we all expect more than 19 <laughs> rushing attempts this week.
2: I would assume that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, all right. I, well, it looked like, you know, Dan Mullen had finally jumped on the Kyle Trask for Heisman train and said, you know what, forget it. We're just going to air this ball out all over the field. Um, and I think, you know, that'd be a good thing. I, I don't see a problem with it. You, you do what works for you. And what works for this Florida team right now is airing it out uh the florida's running backs serve a purpose uh and that purpose is to get open as your check down options or to run a real route um and and catch that ball out of the backfield Um, you know let them let them do what they got to do but you know to try to make this team do something that they're not able to do all you do is is you know, you you put yourselves backwards and behind the chains and then you start chasing things. And that's when Kyle Trask starts to look uncomfortable, Um, or at least that's what it's, it's looked like over the last few weeks anyway. Uh, Let Florida go out there, air the ball out. Let's play that air raid attack and let's show uh, Mike Leach what SEC football with the air raid looks like for real, because it's certainly not working over there.
0: Yeah. and, and Like I said, Florida's played tougher opponents in the backfield. They've played tougher defenses that knew that Florida was primarily going to try to pass the ball. They're not a running team. They they haven't been a running team since 2018, when they had a decent offensive line out there. But, uh, yeah, every team has prepared for Florida the same way. They're going to be pass-heavy, and Ole Miss prepared for it. You had Kentucky prepare for it. You've had better defenses than LSU prepare for the same game week in and week out, and they've not been able to stop this passing attack. And, 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 you know, this is what you need to do. You need to go out there. You need to pass the ball. You need to get up big. And then whatever you want to try to do from there, try to do that.
1: And, Dave, that might be one of the wrinkles. While we're all thinking about it or whatever, Dan Mullins out here playing chess, he says, all right, even against LSU, we're just going to pass the ball 60 times. But you know what, when we play against Alabama in the SEC title game, we're going to run it down their throats on that first drive, and they're not going to be expecting it. They're going to be looking at Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney, and all these guys on the offense, and then we're just going to keep handing it off. And let's not – I mean, let's – come on, Dan's a good enough coach. That's a possibility here. He knows what he's setting up. He knows that you could walk through this game pretty much sleepwalking right now. And why not? Why not? don't give Alabama anything on tape. Don't let them see which gaps they've got to cover or anything in the run game. Why do that? I fully expect them to continue what they've done. Maybe not at quite the same rate that we saw last week, but he's not going to give up too much. That's my thought anyway.
2: I don't know. I think Dan likes to run the ball even when he's got great passers. Um, Just because if you look at like when he was at state and they had Dak Prescott, they still ran the ball a ton of times. And they averaged 144 yards in 2015, you know, just on the ground with Dak Prescott.
1: And I think next year and future years, you're going to see a lot of running. You're going to probably see more rushing attempts than you're going to see passing attempts. But I think right now they're going to use what works for them and use it to their advantage.
2: And that's then shown that. He's shown, he's always talked about, you change the system to your players, not your players in the system.
0: So 100 yards from Kyle Trask rushing in the Alabama game? Yes. Almost
2: exclusively. He's only he's the only one who's going to get carries.
1: We're going to see a lot of read option here.
2: <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of keepers. A lot of keepers.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe with Emory Jones. I, th- I think you can uh, throw Emory Jones in there. But everybody knows when Emory Jones is in the game, is probably going to be a running play. But hey, wouldn't you like to see Florida come out in the Alabama game or uh, the SEC championship game and – and put Emory Jones out there, fake the run, go for a deep pass to the end zone for the first play.
1: I think it's what we've all wanted to see since Emory got on campus. Um, they're just, I don't know if, if you're at all worried watching this team and saying, hey, you know, is is Emory not as good as we think he might be? Because Dan's really not giving him that opportunity. Um I mean, you've talked about it. We all like Emory. We all think he's a good quarterback, but there's got to be some reason that he's not getting on the field more. He didn't get on the field at all last week, um, which I thought was kind of alarming, uh, especially given that the run game was not doing anything. Look, I I don't know. Obviously we're not in practice or anything like that, but there is a little bit of concern to be had. And that's probably something more we'll talk about in the off season, but can Emory make those throws and can he do it against a backfield as talented as like an Alabama team?
2: I think it's just different. I think Dan is just, it's, I think it's just hard to be able to throw in another quarterback in a random situation. Like it's, it's already pretty awkward when he does it. And when they did it with Tebow, I mean, you already knew what was going to happen and they still couldn't stop it. And he didn't come in that much. Like Emery's coming in on random downs. Like Tebow came in on like critical, like fourth down plays.
1: Right. And I think that's one of the things that confuses the fan base so much. Kyle Trask will have the ball moving. They'll gain sixty yards of Trask, then swap out for Emery, and then the drive seems to stall out a little bit. Um, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest criticisms we've seen of Dan when it comes to handling Emery Jones. And I'm not a huge fan of it myself. I see it and I'm like well, why don't we start a drive with Emory or why don't we use him on third and one or fourth and one uh, situations? But that's not how they've been using him. And and I can understand the concern that's been created off of something like that.
0: Yeah, well, we'll just have to see what happens in that uh, SEC championship game. But right now, Florida still has LSU in front of them. It is the ESPN game at 7 o'clock. Uh, Brian, I know you got some buy or sell for us. For us this evening, and uh, if y'all have any more final thoughts before we get into the buy and sell, let the fans know. All right, we are ready for buy Bri- and sell from Brian Fox. I'm going to start calling it Brian Sell.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about this? Uh, buy or sell. Uh, Kyle Trask throws for 376 yards, 376 and a half yards. That's the team's average so far this
0: year. That's toughy. I think he does Thank 300. You. I'm going to take nah, it. I'm, uh, I'm going to buy, gonna buy it. it. I'm buying it. All right,
1: so we, we all think that that average is going to go up after Saturday. Okay. It's
0: got to, senior night.
1: All right, on the same kind of uh token, Florida's averaging 126 yards rushing. Do they get to 126 yards this week? As a team,
0: as a team, I'll buy it. As just running backs, I won't buy it. And I I haven't seen it I just haven't seen it all year. I've seen production from the running backs in the running game, but I haven't seen 126 yards productions worth unless it's them catching the ball out of the backfield. So I'm just going to go ahead. I'll do buy as a team, but as running backs, no. Nah. Hmm. I'll
2: do buy. I'm just going to buy
1: it. All right. LSU is averaging 28 points per, 28.8 points per game this year. Do they get to 28 against Florida?
0: Well, I've said this the last three weeks. I said, "Yeah, probably in garbage time." Um, so let's hope that there's garbage time, and let's hope that LSU, if they do get twenty-eight points, that it's because of garbage time. And i I don't think t I don't think TJ Finley's all that bad of a quarterback. I don't think he's obviously Kyle Trask or anything like that. But I don't think he's Treon Harris either. Uh, I will go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go sell. I think they get in the twenties, but I don't think they get twenty-eight.
2: I'm gonna buy it. Arkansas put up 35. I think they can do 28.
1: Yeah, but I would argue that Arkansas had a better offense than this LSU team.
2: <laughs> Look, anything can happen, like backdoor covers against Tennessee.
1: I yeah, let's let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> last week was rough watching that, and my first thought was, "Damn it, Jay got it." <laughs> well,
0: guys, there 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 is a key here. There is a major distraction for that offense. Uh, you know, they're they're not going to a bowl game. They got a bowl ban, so you know. Actually, a, little, a, little, a little distracted by
2: that's, that. That's honestly the real thing here is like when you play Alabama and you get your spine broken like they did and your heart snatched out of your chest, it's either going to just completely deflate you as a football team or make you want to go out there and just like play better than you ever played in your entire life. And I think the first one's going to happen more than the second.
0: more than likely. The first one happens more than the second one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, look, I'm on the the sell here. I don't think uh, they're going to get that many points, and I really hope not because if so, uh, this Florida uh, defense is obviously being exposed yet again um, and against a team that has, like we were just talking about, not a very good offense. Uh, Yeah, there's going to be real signs of concern, and next next week's show is going to be drastically different if Florida allows 28 or more points to this uh, LSU team. You hear that, Grantham? (laughs)
2: No, he's not listening to this.
1: All right, so same token, Florida's averaging 42 points this year per game. Do they reach 42?
0: I'm going with bye because they have to. Senior night, got to do it. Got to do it. Um, 42 sounds like a good number. With all the opt-outs and the distractions and everything going on at LSU, there's not a lot of good things going on at LSU right now behind the scenes. (laughs) I, I don't think a lot of those players are up for this game especially with it being an away game. It's not even in Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with bye. That's that 42 points. It hopefully is in the 60s.
1: Yeah, I'm, like also bye. I'm going by as well. I know, Jake, you're right on 42. So if I said 42 and a half, maybe we go below that.
2: <laughs> I know I would go. I'm just saying I'd buy it. I just like 42.
1: Gotcha. Um, all right. How about this last one? Does Florida cover the 23 point point spread?
0: I don't there know. Quick question. Yeah, we're going to have to ask Dan Mullen that question. Um, hold on. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. The uh, thing uh, is, God. these
2: teams are 500 against the spread. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go ahead and go with. I'm going with sell because they haven't been able to do it the past three weeks. So, yeah. I'm going with sell. I want them to. I think they do, but I'm going with sell. I'm just going to do it. If, if it's my money, I'm going sell.
2: I mean, yeah, smart money is probably on the sell, but I mean, we're not smart people, so I'm going to go buy. I think they're going to. I think they're going to cover.
0: Well, that's good because th- then if I say sell and you say buy, then it's going to happen, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going buy. I, I like uh, Florida winning this one pretty big, uh, Dave. If you want to get into predictions, let's go ahead and get that done too.
0: Oh, man, I didn't really have a prediction typed up or anything. I know, Brian, we haven't done that yet here this week, but uh, I could go ahead and just give an on-the-fly prediction. I think that Florida's offense is going to be too much for the LSU defense that is depleted. I think LSU gets depleted and depleted each week, and they get worse and worse each week if you look down on the schedule. I think Florida comes out there hot. I think that they try to throw the football early. I think Dan Mullen wants to put on a show for these seniors and for these recruits visiting campus. Uh, I think that Florida's defense needs to be better this game. I'm, I'm not going to count on Todd Grantham to make you know dreams come out of this defense because I've been counting on that all year. I'm going to think that they want to for the seniors, and the seniors are going to want to play good for this team too, especially before you go out into the SEC championship game. So I'm going to go ahead – and I'm going to go ahead and predict a 52 to 17 victory, even though I said LSU was score 20. I'll say 52 20. I'll do a uh, you know a uh, Tebow-esque year there.
2: I'm gonna go. I mean, I think we all are gonna pick Florida to win. It's just a matter of by how much. Uh, I think Florida can probably like, like uh, David said, probably get off to a good start. Um, I just don't see. It's just in my, in my like my gut tells me it's not, they're not going to be able to stop LSU just because it's the Florida defense. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go 45 to, let's see, it's 22 and a half, right? So 45 to 20.
1: Just oh, yeah. enough to get the cover, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah. Just enough to get the cover.
1: All right. So I, my final thoughts on this, um, uh, I think Florida's going to put together their most complete game of the year. I think they've got a lot of recruits, uh, a lot of committed players, and a lot of these top recruits that are coming out to visit and uh, watch the game this weekend. Uh, and I think they're going to put on a show. I've got Florida winning 49-13. to 13. Uh, I don't think it's close at any point. I think Florida probably puts up 28 28- 28 to 35 points in the first half and then kind of rests on it rests on its laurels for the uh, entire second half. We see some Emery in there. Uh, Maybe we see some Anthony Richardson under the lights. Um, And uh, we kind of just, I I think Florida rolls and we, we go into next week with a lot of positive momentum from this game. And I think that can, uh, that can really benefit this team moving into what's going to easily be their most difficult contest of the year.
0: I agree with you, Brian, man. I, th- I think Dan's going to come out fire- firing on L-cylinders for the seniors. Like you said, the recruits are there. And I think that, you know, you have to get the confidence and the morale of both the offense and the defense it- it- before you play in this big SEC championship game in Atlanta. And I think that, you know, e- even after this game, I, I think Dan Mullen will say something like this.
2: Well, I look at it, they got what they deserved. And it should have been worse. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, that
2: that whole saga that unfolded with that was just just amazing.
0: I definitely don't think it's going to be a one-point loss or anything like that in in Gainesville this year. So, uh, yeah, uh, Florida faces off against LSU in Gainesville here at a 7 o'clock game. We finally get our night game. We have had, like, one night game this whole year because Florida's so good, and every team that they've played has been so bad. So, I mean, you know... Everybody's happy about that night game there in, in Gainesville, man. I, I know I am. I can stay up late and watch a, uh hopefully, a uh, Florida Gator blowout here for Senior Day. Brian, Jake, do y'all have anything else? Nope. Nope. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us on this preview <laughs> show, with the Florida Gators versus the LSU Tigers here on ESPN, 7 o'clock game in Gainesville. And if you'd like to give your opinions, hot takes, comments, or – uh any kind of jokes, whatever you want to bring to our voicemail line, you can call 352-888-4687. That is 352-888-4687. We will put them on our next podcast. So, folks, thank you for joining us for this special preview show from B. Brian Fox, Jr., Jake Hitt from Chomptalk.com.